So what I told you is true from a certain point of view. Hello there. Welcome to A Certain Point of View. I'm Michael. I'm Ben. And this is a Star Wars podcast. What's up, Ben? I am so good. I got a PC this week. I've been playing The Old Republic because I've been wanting to play it for like a decade. Same, (laughs) but I didn't get one. (laughs) And it is very fun for me. So that's great. I actually shouldn't say that. We have friends that actually lent me their Xbox so I could play Knights of the Old Republic and I still Mm -hmm. haven't done it. Yeah. (laughs) So I actually could if I wanted to. True, true. Yeah. Oh, I'm the worst. (laughs) Uh, guys, today we have a fun show for you. I will say right up at the top, this is a spoiler-heavy episode. We're mm-hmm. going to be diving into our favorite arcs of the Clone Wars yes. show. Um, because I finally finished it. Um, yay me. It's a big deal. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited to finally get to talk to you about like just all of it as a whole. Me you too. Know? And to get, get excited for season seven with you. Yeah, because now I can actually be excited for it. Right. Because like you're like, yeah, I saw the trailer. It looks pretty cool. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's going to be so good. <laughs> I still actually need to watch the trailer again. I haven't watched it yeah. yet. But uh, I did finish it. I finished it a few days ago. And yeah, y'all, I, I absolutely love it. Um, at its worst, it is really bad. Um, but at its best, it is some of my favorite Star Wars that yes, exists. That's, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> because there really are times where I'm like, oh, God, this is painful. Um, really, mostly, it's just whenever it's clearly meant for kids. Yeah. I th- and there are times where it is. Yeah. I mean, there are. I think that it's, I think really mainly for you, it, it is like, droid arcs (laughs) the droid arcs are just absolutely the worst or just droid heavy arcs i should say because like especially that one in season five it interrupts such a perfect season it really like everything about season five was perfect it was phenomenal until that and it was like the worst of the worst (laughs) yep (laughs) it was like what extremes season five goes to (laughs) yeah i was i remember being so jarred uh, but it is very jarring yeah um, so anyway, what we're going to do today is we're just going to go, Ben and I are going to go back and forth. We're going to rank our top five favorite arcs from the Clone Wars. And if y'all have watched Clone Wars, um, you'll enjoy this. But if you haven't, you might not as much. <laughs> so definitely come back and listen again at yeah. some other point. Um, and if you've seen Clone Wars, you know that um, Clone Wars as a show is kind of, uh, it's its not your typical, uh, you know, long arc overarching our uh, plot through the whole series or through mm-hmm. the whole season. Even um, it's, it's a series of mini arcs, mm-hmm. um, some individual episodes, standalones. Uh, but for the most part, it's got, you know, two, three, four episode arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that about the show. I can kind of go back and watch whatever mini arc I want yeah. in like an hour. And it's really cool. It's like yeah. super, it's a really cool way to tell stories. Um, especially one as expansive as the Clone Wars. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. So I think that I really enjoyed that aspect of the show, and we're just going to kind of – we're going to rank our favorite kind of mini-movies here. Yeah. um, Which is a really fun – I'm excited for this conversation. So Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I – I, I love the st- I love the story structure of Clone Wars, um, especially if you watch it in chronological order, because you actually get like the arcs together in a lot of ways. Because like, <laughs> like in uh, season one, for instance, like the Clone Cadets arc isn't really put 
altogether. And yeah, unless it's you like watch out it, of order. Yeah, it's really it, weird. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. it's really really cool. Um, and that that is something else that's cool about Clone Wars is that even some arcs kind of take place over multiple little mini arcs, mm-hmm. you know, um, like Maul and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, anyways, I'm excited for this conversation. Me too. Well, let's just get into it, man. Um, okay, so wh- I think what we're gonna do first. Ben and I both have some honorable mentions. Well, actually, do you mind if we... Let, I was thinking, what oh, if we did it kind of watch mojo in a way, where like we talk about five, four, three, two, and then we name off some honorable mentions before oh, we I say like number it. one. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, that sounds good. I like, I like that. that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so let's do it that way. Ben, you go first. Tell us your fifth, uh, your number five. The number five spot is Ahsoka's final arc in season five. It's like the last three episodes so of season good. five. It is, it, it's, it was kind of hard for me to decide where to put it on this list, but I knew it, it deserved to be in the top five. It's like, it's not my favorite because it's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite because I hate how flawed you see the Jedi are, <laughs> but, yeah. but I also love that. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. yeah, no, this arc was so good. Um, it is it it's so it's so important to Ahsoka's character. It also is just really really cool to see a Jedi like you see kind of the side of a story where you see a Padawan who she like you know by all intents and purposes was a great general and a great Jedi in this war that the Jedi's like ideals or their deception like their the dark side clouding their judgment through all of the clone wars really made this person who deserved such better treatment and deserved the benefit of the doubt. It made them see her as like somebody that couldn't be trusted. And it's, it was really heartbreaking to watch the the order do that. I love the part where you get to see Ahsoka and Asajj actually bond because both of them in a way were treated exactly the same. Yep. Um, they related to each they other. They related to each other, and they were more alike than you, the viewer even realized. Um, it was so cool to see that sort of team up. Um, yeah, I, I could gush about this arc all day, but I love Ahsoka, and I thought that this, um, this final arc for her really um, tied a cool bow that I was like, I can't wait to see. The, her future, like what happens after this, which we're going to get more of in season seven. Yep. So love it seems like s- season seven is going to be a sequel to season five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. One of the weird things about Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I love it, though. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite parts of that arc, uh, the one that I think about like right now, and obviously I've only seen it one time, but the part that I that comes to mind is the the end of the episode when um when she's talking to Anakin outside of the temple yeah. and he, first of oh. all the cinematography at that part was just gorgeous <laughs> it's like whoa this show this show can be beautiful yeah um and then whenever Anakin says something to the effect of i understand more than you know about like something like i've thought about leaving the it's Jedi like you don't know to. how much I like I I sometimes I understand being frustrated to the point of wanting to leave yeah it's and all of this stuff and then she just simply she responds said, says I know I know and it was like oh my gosh so good <laughs> yeah I yeah. love it um is that a, is that it for you on that yeah okay so 
I'm going to go with, and this one, honestly, <laughs> the fifth spot was really t- difficult for me because yeah. I have all of my honorable mentions and all that. I could have chosen multiple arcs um, for this spot. Uh, but I went with the Onderon arc. Um, Interesting choice. Near the beginning of one. at the beginning of season five, and the reason for it is, um, so basically, what happens is Anakin and Ahsoka are asked are tasked to go to Onderon and kind of train up this uh, kind of train up this group. Um, it, it's kind of what I what I kind of feel like it is. It's, it's the start of a rebellion. Yeah, it's it's like the start of the rebellion in a way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I love to see that one, you know, when you think of star Wars, my favorite things are obviously the force, the Jedi stuff. We, we love the lightsaber duels. That's the, uh, that's what we come here for, yeah. you know? Um, and then I love, um, I love the villains. The villains are amazing, but then I also love the rebellion side of things, the yeah. rebellion versus the empire side of things. And we get a snippet like a glimpse into the future here and mm-hmm. we get kind of this is like the beginning almost of a rebellion sort of thing. And, yeah. and and I know it's not technically the beginning of the rebels. Right. But it kind of is in some ways too. Yeah. And um we see Saw Gerrera and his mm-hmm. sister, um I already forgot her name. I just looked it so up. It's Stila, right? Yeah, Stila, that's right. Stila <laughs> Gorilla. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and uh no so Basically, this whole arc is them standing up to the separatists. And um, I just thought, you know, I texted Ben during this arc and I was like, dude, I don't know any of these characters very well, but I'm digging this arc. It's super cool. Um, But I just I think that's what I love about it is that I love seeing kind of like. So this is kind of what it was like when the rebellion formed. And yeah, um, and I just love seeing that side of things. And you and you also get a lot of. Ahsoka learning how to balance being uh, like helping, but not getting too involved at the same time. And she's having to, you kind of see a lot of growth in Ahsoka. Yeah. She has to really walk that line of like, okay, am I actually, what's more helpful to them? Is it more helpful for me to step in Mm -hmm. and like help them win this? Or is it more helpful for them to actually learn how to stand up for themselves and teach them? So I can teach them how to defend themselves, but I cannot fight their war for them. Yes. And so I really liked that kind of dilemma that she had to kind of learn through and yeah um that was one of the better parts of the arc to Mm -hmm. me and uh so yeah i i don't know what it was about it that one stuck out to me when i and you know maybe next time i watch it it'll be way down on my list but right now i just really really enjoyed it well what's so cool to me is that like like i i love that arc it's not on my list um but it like (laughs) i told you this at one point i was like at any point I feel like I, if I could, if I watch through this show really quickly or whatever, that this list could change at any moment because there are so yeah. many good arcs that it's just like sometimes some just stand out more to you than others. And I do think also it excites me to know how much you loved this arc because, uh, and for the reasons that you say you love it, because I'm like, that's a lot of what you get in Rebels is literally like the formation of the rebellion. Like, and you see that it, it starts with stuff like Saw Gerrera's, like mm-hmm. it starts in these cells basically, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, like I know you've started Rebels, so like you've got you've got like Sauger. loving it by the way, yeah. really enjoying it, and I love that you're already enjoying it because I know some people I know really it only hate gets the better. first season, and so like yeah, I, um, I see why some people wouldn't enjoy it, yeah. but I 
I have very much, I very much enjoyed it. And even, you know, sometimes it's a little kitty, sometimes it's a little. The humor goofy. can be a little off putting um, sometimes, feels a little forced. Yeah. But. And then sometimes there's some tropes that happen, and I'm like, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> but, um, and I don't like Chopper very much. I knew you weren't going to like Chopper. I don't like Chopper you very won't, much. I don't know if you'll end up liking him more, but like. I knew that you probably wouldn't like Chopper, but fun fact, Dave Filoni voices Chopper. I knew that. I actually yeah. looked it up. Uh, but I really, really like <laughs> I, I really like Kanan. I really like Ezra. Well, this isn't a Rebels podcast, but no, um, yeah. but I really do. I'm enjoying it a whole lot. Yeah. I like all the new – you know what I'm enjoying is I've loved Clone Wars because we get kind of more um, – we get to have a little, some more layers on these characters mm-hmm. we already knew but Rebels, I'm getting to know brand new characters which in, is in really the Star exciting. Wars world, which is so fun. We don't get that very often, and that's what I want going forward in Star Wars. Yeah. That is what I'm craving. And characters like you know, characters like Ezra remind me of like it's like it's, he's kind of like a broom boy in a way, where it's like it's yeah. this kid who has the force, and he's like, what do I do with this? And Kanan is a survivor of Order sixty six, and. Yeah. He's just out there, you know, and like, it's just really cool. It's also cool. Like the group that they have is like, it's so fun. It's a random, like a really great pilot. You've got a Mandalorian randomly. Mm -hmm. You've got like, you know, it's just, I I don't know. I think it's a fun group. It is. But yeah, I'm liking rebels for all those reasons. I was good. But yeah, that was a whole, the whole point was saying like, it excites me that you like that so much because I feel like that's a lot of what you get in rebels. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's my number five. Cool. My number four is the fives arc in the beginning of season six dude it's so good if you if you (laughs) haven't noticed some of my favorite arcs are tragic um so (laughs) uh so sad yeah no uh fives so this this arc is basically where you learn why order 66 happens and why the clones turn which was a huge question I've always had. Yeah. And I don't know if maybe I was dumb and I missed something in the movie, but no, it never... they okay. never explained it. They never explained it in the movie. They just, like, kind of assumed that you would you would take it as, like, when he says execute Order 66, that the clones just, They were like, bad the whole time. They were they bad were the whole time. Acting. Yeah, and that's just not at all how it was. Yeah. The clones were... So good and so loyal. And so now, actually, I'm excited for you to watch episode three again. Because last time I watched episode three and I had to watch Order 66, I was, like, devastated. Because I literally watched Commander Cody try to kill Obi-Wan. And, like, I see, you know, it's just like you see these characters. You see Plo Koon get just completely wrecked, you know. You see... Ayla Sakura, you see, like, all Kiati Mundi, like, these characters that you now have a relationship with because you watched Clone Wars get just destroyed because they trusted the clones so much. Mm -hmm. The clones were so good to them. And in a moment, it's just, it all changed. And that's why it also makes more sense now because, like, I remember when I would watch episode three, I was like, how do all these Jedi just get laid out by these you know troopers or whatever but it's because they trusted them so much they proved over and over and over again that they were trustworthy and in a moment it just flipped and so it makes episode three even more powerful which is cool really cool yeah so this arc is so impactful for and i think that's why i love it so much and why it's on this list is because it, it it impacts not just this one story and not just this one clone but it makes you really see why the clones are worth 
you know, mm-hmm. investing in and why the clones, um, you know, were trusted and also just seeing fives go through everything. And by the end he, he is appearing as like crazy mm-hmm. and everything. And that's so hard to watch. Cause you're like, he's right, but he just keeps getting yeah. <laughs> like told he's not. And that's why he's going crazy. And so it was, it's a tragic story, but it's so important. That's one of my favorite aspects of the show is, you know, in the movies, we never, you never get to know the, the clones at all. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, you hear a couple of names of them or whatever, but you really don't get to see, oh, these are actual people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're clones of one person, but each one of them is different, like humans are. Yeah. <laughs> and they have personalities and they have fears and yeah. like, they are very real and they're such good soldiers. Yep. Um, and so what... Good soldiers follow orders. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, so... Oh. <laughs> But what I love is that there's multiple arcs of this show, and none of them, unfortunately, none of them made my top five because there were so many other ones yeah. that I had to choose from. Jeez. But um, if there was one of them, that one of the clone arcs of this show, it would have been this one that made yep. it into my top five. Um, but there's like the one where they're training the clone cadets arc. Oh, yeah. I really enjoy. Um, that's really cool too. It, it really is kind of a Halo esque. Uh, it is, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really enjoy that. Um, but like, yeah, I just love seeing, oh, in the clones, uh, the clone cadets, 99, dude, the old makes me cry every time it's he, oh my gosh, the, yeah, 99, for those of you who've maybe forgotten, 99 is the, the old clone. He was the bad one. He was like a defected clone. Yeah. And he was, he's basically, he was a janitor. Yeah. Because he wasn't fit for, you know, so he was a failed soldier Mm. basically. And, but he loved all of his clone brothers so much. And he, in the end found so many ways to be useful to help. And then he, he I'm getting chills thinking about it because I was thinking about how like, how like heavy and them just like, like made him really feel like like you are our brother. Yeah. Like you're not just a janitor. You're not just a bad. Like you weren't just part of a bad batch yeah, or anything. So, like it's so good. Uh, it's like how did they do this to me? Uh, um. So yeah, that's your number four. Yes. My number four is gonna be pretty quick because we kind of already touched on it. Ahsoka's final arc. Yeah. That's my number four because um, uh, it's one of the ones I've seen the the least amount of times I've actually gone back and watched a few of these arcs to refresh my memory on like, Mm -hmm. okay, where do I actually rank these? I didn't rewatch this one, but I do just remember, uh, (laughs) sorry, a a bunch of birds just flew like, like, and I was like, (laughs) you looked horrified. (laughs) It's terrifying. No, uh, most of my favorite reasons for this arc being great are the reasons that you stated. Yeah. I love when Ventress becomes involved in this. Mm-hmm. I think that that brings her character around so much. And obviously she's not like fully good or whatever, yeah. but she helps Ahsoka because she was like, we are actually similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we actually can relate to each other. And I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. Um, and like the, I'm always a sucker for a mystery. Yes. And so like, although, uh, even though it, you know maybe it wasn't the best mystery in the world because I kind of figured out who it was like halfway through the arc, um, you know who who the saboteur was. Yeah. Um, I really 
I really enjoyed. I love kind of whodunit stuff, so right. which is why I love Knives Out and all that stuff. So yeah, um, so yeah, this episode or this this arc was like it was very sad. It was it was it's a tragedy. It really is. Um, but it makes me super pumped, like you said, to go into season seven and see what we get next. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and just stop there with with number four because yeah. I think we covered everything. Um, I'm going to go ahead and yeah. do my number three. Um, so this is this is a little out of left field, I think. But my number three is the Night Sisters arc. This is a really good arc, and yes. it almost made it into my top five. Yeah, so, so I understand. I just rewatched it. This is one I rewatched, and I think you know when I think of things that I love about this show, um, one of my you know my favorite things in Star Wars are always going to be Jedi type things, and then um, Sith and the the darkness mm-hmm. that surrounds them and how they become the way that they are yeah and um and the Jedi learning how to make choices and all of that stuff and then obviously I love the rebellion like I talked about but right. what this is this arc is all darkness yeah <laughs> this arc is there's <laughs> nothing happy about it whatsoever yeah. it is about Count Dooku is ordered to kill Asajj Ventress mm-hmm. um I think this is I can't remember actually if that's actually a part of this three episode arc. I think it is, but I can't remember. But basically, he's ordered to kill Asajj Ventress because Palpatine thinks she's getting too powerful. Yeah. Um, and so he is ordered to kill her so that she doesn't uh, overtake both of them, yeah. <laughs> essentially. And so Dooku thinks that she's dead. So he basically goes to this witch coven on uh, what's the Dathomir? Dathomir, yeah. Um, and, uh, which is where Maul came from. And, uh, so anyway, this arc is basically just about Ventress wanting revenge because she's actually not dead. Preventress. Verven- oh my gosh. Wow. Now you got the bad joke. Sorry. <laughs> actually, that was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so it's about Ventress wanting revenge and the, uh, the Night Sisters and the, uh, Mother Town uh, Talson, yeah. Mother Talson uh, is like the, the the head witch person uh, on Dathomir and the Night Mother, the Night Mother. Yeah, so um, basically just creating this monster as we come to know him as um, Savage. Yeah, Savage Press. Yeah, basically Mother Talson creates a monster in uh, savage press that's what the that's what his name is yeah and it's like darth maul but like <laughs> twice the size and yeah. it's just this massive and so the really the whole arc is about um ventress getting revenge on dooku and it is very dark it's creepy it's sinister um you see a lot of dooku you get a lot of you get to know ventress really well you get to see how broken she is, mm-hmm. and you also get a lot of like force and lightsaber battles between these two Sith, and it's so cool. Like yeah. I, I love it. It's yeah. It yeah. just it really is one of those things. Like I I don't. There's something fascinating about that dark side of things. For there me. really is. Yeah. So. I love I love any anytime we get to see more about Sith. Um, I'm a huge fan because because it is such a, it's a side that we don't often get to see. And I do feel like some things like like I I love like like, for instance, the Knights of the Old Republic and stuff. I love that stuff. And I think that it serves its own purpose. 
But there's a difference between like the Sith of old and the Sith that we come to know in like the movies, you know, mm-hmm. where like in the old Republic stuff, which you know it isn't technically canon until they make it, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like they're very much so more straightforward, very extremely evil. Like they're like, like I like watching people suffer to a point where it's like cartoonish sometimes. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. Yeah, like 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 I remember in Knights of the Old Republic, like you go to Korriban, which is like the original Sith homeworld and Moraban. stuff. Moraban. <laughs> yeah, um, but which I don't. Anyways, that's a whole other topic. Would you change the name. I don't. Of it? I don't know. But like, and it, I think it could be two different planets, but they look exactly the same. <laughs> anyways, so in Cor on Korriban, like you're like if you uh in the story you have to kind of work your way through into becoming a Sith uh, pupil there and if you're a light side person you're basically trying to manipulate your way through to just yeah. make them think you're a Sith but if you're a dark sider it's like really easy yeah. um and you earn points essentially by stabbing all your all the other um pupils in the back <laughs> you know wow like like by like you know trade be like betraying them and stuff like that and showing that you're more powerful which makes sense for sith but i love this because like i think ventress is a very relatable character yeah and so you get to kind of see the actual struggle of some sith as just being human not just being pure evil beings you know yeah and i think that that's really cool i say human even though I don't know if she's human or not. Um, she seems slightly alien, but she could just be really skinny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> so, anyways, I love that arc. Yeah, dude, um, it's so good. My number three is Mortis. Okay, let's say this. Let's do this, because my number two is also Mortis, so yeah. let's just talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just yeah. talk about it back and forth. Mortis, for a long time, was my number one. I've, yeah, it's, it's, so. it's, it's shifted through the yeah. years and stuff, but like it's undeniably one of the coolest things that we got from Clone Wars. Yeah. It's what hooked me. Yeah. It's, Honestly, it's it one is. of the most important lore things lore wise that we get from Clone Wars. Um, it introduces the whole idea of there being a father, son and daughter mm-hmm. that basically represent the different parts of the force. And, um, you know what true balance is and all of this stuff it's like it's basically a big poem but also mm-hmm. like i don't know there's it's like so wait what do i take literally here <laughs> there's some metaphors going it's like on. reading the old testament it's like what is what is actual <laughs> like like hebrew poetry and what is like literal and like yeah. but but and so you you're literally watching this and you're you're trying to figure out is this what is real and what is not but no matter what you pull from it as literal or not, you get some just really great character moments too. Like getting to watch Anakin kind of deal with the darkness that's inside yes. of him and also get to see how he like like as the chosen one is like to bring balance and all that stuff. And like, I don't know, man. It's just this is a mind blowing arc that has so much to it that it like it's hard to even talk about because it is hard to talk about. Like, I'm even, like, at a loss. Like, what do I say about this arc? It's so it's like, weird. It's one of those things that whenever you try to explain it to people, you just can't. You're like, you, you have to watch it to understand why I love this so much. Yeah. And I think that honestly might be why it's not number one is simply because whenever I'm not watching it, sometimes I have a hard time explaining why I love it so much. But when I'm watching it, I'm like, this is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and so... <laughs> yeah. And so it's like when I if I was I bet if we were watching it and I was sitting here like we we're watching it right now, 
I might be like, no, nah, this is number one or something. But like yeah. right now, away from it, it's hard to explain why it's so good. Yeah. So if you haven't watched Clone Wars, why are you still listening to this, for one thing? Uh, but two, yeah. um, you need to watch it so you can see this arc. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally agree. It's actually kind of funny. Uh, so in season three, when this happens, before this happens, it's the Night Sisters arc. Yes. And then after that, it's this. So by this point... You're like, I'm in. Yeah. Th- between those two arcs, I was like, okay, this show does have something special. <laughs> like, yeah. When it goes for it, it goes for it. Yeah. And I was glued to the screen, dude. I could not stop watching this when it was on for the first time. I've gone back several times just to watch this arc already, so even though it took me forever to finish the full yeah. show. <laughs> I, you know, you know, something, you know, we always, whenever we talk about this arc, it, it's hard to talk about, but... I really love how you see um, Anakin, he's struggling so much with, you know, there's so much inner turmoil within him. Yeah. And you see that. But what we kind of forget about is how how strong Obi-Wan is. Yeah. And how strong even Ahsoka is, too. She's younger and more immature in a lot of ways, but she is also, she's, ve- she's just good. You know yes. what I mean? Both of them have such pure... <laughs> spirits i yeah. guess and obi-wan is just no matter what he's faced with he is so strong yeah and we'll talk about something later about how he's so strong um even when faced with true darkness yeah um at where you could not blame him at all for for giving into the dark side a little bit he doesn't here and he just wants to save he, he just wants to save Anakin. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. And then we also get uh we also get uh, Liam Neeson reprising yes. his role as Qui-Gon as a so force cool. ghost, which is awesome. Well a manifestation of the force. Oh right, yeah. He wasn't a, tr- a true force ghost, he was the dark yeah. he was the dark sun, right? He was the well, sun. He was yeah, it's again with Mortis it gets complicated, but <laughs> but you learn in a later arc with Yoda and stuff that he was actually not necessarily a force ghost, quote unquote, but he, he was himself. It was his essence as a, like of a, of himself in the living force, but not a physical manifestation. Like we see Obi-Wan as a force ghost and Yoda as a force ghost right. and stuff like that. So sorry, that was a little, I know people people get really really weird about that sometimes, so that's why I said that. I don't Again, think it's that big. Of I'm a, a deal rookie to, with all this stuff, so please feel free to do that. I've just had a lot of long conversations with some people about this, where I was like, "Oh, I think you might actually be right." Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, you can correct me on any of that stuff because I'm a noob. So uh, with the deep lore stuff, um, but yeah, that's some of my favorite stuff right there. Yep, is the Mortis arc, and so. I think that the Mortis arc, like, it's just like one last thing about it. I think the reason why it's on this list and the reason it's such a favorite for me is just simply because of the fact that it it is Star Wars mythology, and it showed me the kind of stories that Clone Wars was capable of telling. Oh, yeah. And it showed me, like, anything that gives me deep mythology or lore about a world that I love is going to be one of my favorite things about it. And Mm -hmm. so that's just, I think that in its own essence is why this sticks out to me so much. So Legend of Korra, the first Avatar. Yep. Or, uh, let's see here, uh, or lost, uh, the, the Richard episode. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so good. And even, and this isn't even necessarily as far back, but going to Avatar, any of the episodes that talk about the Avatar and the Fire Lord, like oh, the... Like, like the one the, called the Avatar and the Fire Lord? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like those kinds of episodes where you're learning Sozin about... Sozin and like, Roku. Sozin and Roku and stuff, where it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm a sucker for lore, man. Me too. <laughs> I really am. The lore drops. I, I'm excited that I'm finally getting into more Star Wars, like deeper lore stuff, because I that was... Because I haven't hadn't seen some of this stuff, I was... Yeah pretty limited you know because yeah. the movies only cover so much right um which is a shame but it is <laughs> all right let's get to you because that was my number two yeah mortis was my number two so let's just go ahead to your number two okay my number two is the yoda arc which i mentioned briefly for the same reasons same reasons <laughs> um this one i can give a little more detail on because it's not quite as confusing yeah it's I a think, little more straightforward but yeah still weird yeah but i think that um on top of the fact that you get a lot of really cool mythology and lore and you learn about like how, what it takes to be able to manifest yourself into the force and your physical presence into the force and stuff. Like even like learning that stuff is really cool. But I think on a deeper level, I loved seeing Yoda struggle. I loved seeing Yoda have to battle the darkness within him, which even he didn't really know existed. Yeah. And oh my gosh, that dark Yoda. That thing. dark Yoda oh, thing. It's horrifying. You've never seen Yoda afraid. Like yeah. you've never seen Yoda scared of anything until he's faced with himself. I felt more for Yoda in this arc than I have ever. Yeah. And then it kind of culminating in this really cool fight between him and Sidious. Mm-hmm. Um and like all of that stuff. It's just all in all, this is one of the coolest arcs. Whenever I go back and think about Clone Wars, I remember this because it was really weird at times, but not weird to the point where I was turned off by it. I literally, like, I just loved learning all... I love any time I get to see the Force be truly mysterious. Yeah. And, like, whenever he first went into that, you know, realm basically where he met those different so really quick describe what the kind of the the essential goal is of this plot yeah so yeah the the goal of the arc was basically yoda started off and he was being haunted by the voice of Mm qui-gon and um he kept liam neeson again yeah liam neeson again reprising his role which thank you liam thank you so much so good um no one else could have accomplished that. Like, you know his voice so much. They're yeah. like, we have to get Liam again. Um, Come on but- the show, Liam Neeson. <laughs> Please. Friend of the podcast. A friend of the podcast, <laughs> Liam Neeson. Um, but, like, he... Yeah, so, like, he's talking to Yoda, and he's essentially trying to reach out to Yoda to teach him to finish what he started, to learn how to become one with the Force and to live on through the Force forever um it's it's a training that qui-gon didn't get to finish and so he like led yoda through the first part and then once he got to a certain point he couldn't lead him through it anymore um and so the whole thing is basically yoda just learning how to become one with the force and being the first jedi pretty much to truly achieve it um that we know of um and so qui-gon in a really cool way, like ended up teaching one of his masters. Yeah. Uh, and I think that it's a, it's just a really great story. 
And I yeah. love it. What I love about that arc is how they, they kind of mention this a couple of times throughout uh, the arc where the Jedi think that maybe Yoda is going to learn something that's going to help them win the war. Mm-hmm. Yoda oh, yeah. comes back and he says, we might not win this war, yeah, but learn something I have that can help in the future. Yeah. Um, where the Jedi will rise again or, you know, I don't, not those exact words, but it was yeah. just like, this will help. I learned things that will help the future. Yeah. And so I was just like, that's so cool. Yeah. And that's so Yoda. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I did love that arc. It's not in my top five, but only because I kind of wanted Mortis to be my super lore centric episode. I mean, uh, arc for this top five. I didn't want to put both of those because I had so many other ones that I was like, I think yeah. I have to put these. Yeah. But I did love this art. Yeah. It was so good. Um, okay. Honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're both at our number one. Uh-huh. And I think we have the same number one. So what I'm going to do is we're just going to discuss number one as we both have it. <laughs> yeah. And But let's go ahead and do our honorable mentions. Yeah. So um, I have um, – I mean, obviously, we've already talked about a couple of these. But one that I want to bring up is – the Satine arc, so I called it the Satine arc. Okay. It is not the later. It is not the later Mandalore arc with like Maul and stuff. It's the earlier one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you first meet her. Where you first meet her, and then and you see Obi Wan's history with her, um, and you see like all of this stuff. It's really Obi Wan's cool. such a flirt. He so <laughs> is. He is such a flirt, man. And he, oh, in this in this arc, you see like that, like they. They like love hate each other, and yep. but, like they they drive each other absolutely crazy. It's a really fun arc. It's so fun. And I, what I love every time that something like this happened, I just like chuckled and I loved it so much. When Anakin would be like, "So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he was like, you follow your girlfriend," and Obi Wan was like, "Okay, I." Hey, wait! She's not my girlfriend. <laughs> it felt like it felt like Anakin kept trying to get him to stumble so that he could be like, be like, please, please, I want, I just I want, want you somebody to, to be as screwed up as I am, please, <laughs> yeah. for the love of God. He kept giving him these like side eyes. Yeah, looks, like I know what's going on. I yeah. see, I see. Yeah, so I love that arc. I, you know what I've I've realized is one of my favorite things in the Clone Wars was anytime anything had to do with Mandalore. Yep. 100%. I love it's such a good like they did such a good job telling interesting stories around they Mandalore. Did. It's so cool. And they built the world well too. It's yeah. so beautiful and like cool and Yeah, and unique. And yeah. like there's like a weird like like cube things yeah. everywhere, like cube trees, and then like learning about the fact that they were they ended up becoming pacif pacifist yeah. um culture um uh, because of their history as like just like basically only warriors you know Mm -hmm. and how that ended up always turning out for them and so you have these renegade groups of mandalorians like you know death watch and such but anyways it's just yeah i love it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's great arc uh uh an honorable mention for me uh i i think that we kind of already talked about like i just want to mention this one and then talk about a different one but like you you had mentioned the Dathomir, like the Night Sisters yeah, and stuff. Yeah. The wrap up of that, um, where you actually, I think you go back to Dathomir, and uh, and you follow Ventress there, and Grievous goes and oh, wipes yeah. them out, mm-hmm. like wipes out all of the Night Sisters. It's again another tragic one. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a little attracted to darkness. I think, <laughs> but like that <laughs> whole. <laughs> 
that whole thing was so heart wrenching yeah. and odd. Like again, you feel for Ventress in this way. Like she's one of my favorite characters, yeah. and so I just I loved that. But um, <laughs> speaking of dark arcs, Umbara. Yeah. Um, another clone arc. One, yeah, this is in yeah. my honorable mentions too. Another clone arc that almost made it in my top five. Um, it is the probably I would say this is probably the darkest arc um, that I can think of. Because, I mean, like, the moment that you see this twisted general, um, General Krell, who, character design was very cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Two double-bladed lightsabers, four arms, very interesting character design. But his his whole thing was basically that he, he was trying to become Dooku's apprentice, but he was manipulating the clones and everything to try to just, he was trying to basically destroy the Republic from the inside. And he ended up pitting two different troop battalions of clones against each other by telling them both that the enemy is disguised as, as clones. Um, and dude, whenever that these clones realize that they're shooting their own brothers Ugh. and killing their own brothers, it's one of the most like I had a hard time watching it because like when they killed like like when Waxer was like on the ground and he was like you see a single tear fall from his eye right before he dies and he says something like like I was just trying to do my duty or something like that and just like dies. Ugh. It's so heartbreaking. This is such a good arc because it's, again, you see the clones be humans and individuals and, like, brothers. And you see how genuinely good they are. That is a central theme of this particular arc, too, because because that general does not see them that way. No. He sees them as numbers. Keeps referring them to even Rex as his number, not as... Yeah, that's like a constant thing they go back to, to reinforce. Mm Mm-hmm. How little he thinks of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh. That yeah, it's incredible. That that arc is fantastic. And honestly, the rest of the things I have on on here on honorable mentions are clone centric arcs. Like, okay, I'm yeah. just gonna group them all together. I just I can't say enough about how much I love them. Like yeah. when you see you know from anything from the um, clone cadets, the Umbara arc where you see them like killing each other. Oof. Or, like, you see 99 yep. in the Clone Cadets arc, um, and you see, like, the growth of that squad together, the Domino the Squad. Domino squad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see, uh, and then you got the Fives and Tup, yep. uh, one that's, like, also tragic. Yep. And what I love about that one is not only do you see that side of the clones, which we love, but you also see, I mean, really, in the whole season six, you see a lot more Sidious. Yep. And not just the Palpatine version of Sidious. You see Sidious. You see Sidious. You really yeah. do. Um, and it is, he's just so manipulative and like brilliant. Yeah. And he deserves to be the emperor. Yeah. <laughs> he just does after everything he does yeah. to manipulate all of this to work. Yeah. It's like, man, I mean, you, got, you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> Give it props. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, I mean, besides that, it's the Yoda arc, which we already talked right. extensively about. So I had two more things, but they're like really, I don't even have to really go into them. Ooh, I'm just I just gonna, thought of one more. You go ahead. You the go ahead. younglings getting their lightsabers oh, and stuff and, and Ahsoka teaching them and all that. Like I that forgot. was a really fun arc. And, I love that one. And this isn't even an arc. It's just something I wrote down because I was like, I can't think of a specific arc, but Cad Bane doing Period. anything, <laughs> just like any of his stuff was gold. I yeah. love Cad Bane. 
Um, I do remember specifically one where like he was like essentially competing against other bounty hunters and you just saw him wipe the floor with them. Um, and I loved that. Yeah. What a cool villain. And but, I yeah. also, there's one that I just thought about that's kind of related to that, to Cad Bane. Yeah. There's one arc where Obi-Wan fakes his death. Yes. And oh, he basically goes, He con- they, they convinced Anakin that Obi-Wan had, has died, which is really dark. Really like... <laughs> While I was watching that, I was like, the Jedi are, like, pretty terrible. My God. Dude, how did I forget about that arc? That's a good one. Yeah, it is such a good one. And so Obi-Wan fakes his death, and he goes undercover as as a a bounty hunter. Yeah. Um, And, like, they use this technology to make him look different. Yeah. And so it's really weird. (laughs) But, like... He goes and does all this stuff to go undercover. To, and I don't even remember what the full point of it was, but I just remember thinking, this is super cool. Yeah. And Obi-Wan is such a boss, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Obi-Wan's the bomb. Ugh, I loved that yeah. one. That's a good one. All, all right. right. Number one? Number one. So, <laughs> number one, Ben and I both have the same. Uh, mine is a, just slightly different because I, inc- I kind of cheated a little bit. I included, <laughs> I included two... Two arcs together, kind of. Um, but so I, I'm just gonna say this, and then we can just go back and forth yeah. on it. The Maul arc meeting with the Mandalore arc at the end of season, well, towards the end of season five. Yeah. Okay. Which so, is the same for me. It's the it's, same yeah. arc essentially. So basically, you know, you have the reintroduction of Maul at the end of season four. Mm-hmm. He's like got spider legs and all that stuff. Is and he's like really, really disturbed. <laughs> Sam Witwer, by the way. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah, so such good. a good voice actor. He's gone through a lot. He's been through a lot, and he's been holding on to his... Basically, what's kept him alive is his hatred and need for revenge on Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yeah, which is awesome. Kenobi! Yeah. And so the last couple episodes of season four and then the first episode of season five kind of deal with him. Yeah. And then later on... Um, so basically, it's him and his him and his brother, Savage Opress. Mm-hmm. Um, Later on in season five, um, they eventually meet up with. Um, they meet up with. The, I'm grossly simplifying the story, but they meet up with um, Death Watch. Yeah. Pre Vizsla, Bo Katan, and all that that group. Mm-hmm. And so um, the plot. Ben, do you want to you want to go ahead and kind of describe the main plot of the of this from from this point on, yeah. and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. So basically, you see Maul rise to power within Mandalore um, by using Death Watch as a pawn in his own game to gain power, um, and you see how he, eventually he bests Pre Vizsla. And claims the dark saber for himself and sits on the throne of Mandalore. Basically, he imprisons Justice Satine. Um, Duchess. Satine. Sorry, why did I say Justice? You did that last week too. You called, Justine. Her, you called her Justine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. It's it's Duchess Satine. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. So, <laughs> why do I do that? It's okay. No. Uh, yeah, Duchess Satine. She uh, she gets imprisoned, um, and. You basically just see all of this corruption take place, and then eventually Obi-Wan, like, sneaks away very Anakin-style mm-hmm. to go... Because he's told not to. Literally takes one of Anakin's crappy <laughs> loner ships or whatever, <laughs> um, and 
goes, yeah, he's told again, even against the will of the order and stuff, is because he's too emotionally tied to it or something like that. Mm-hmm. He goes and tries to free Satine and help her <sighs> out. Um, and eventually, you see, um, basically, Maul kills Satine right in front of him, and she dies like in his arms. And you see an emotion, and uh, like a just sadness in Obi-Wan that you never see. Like you, yeah. it's one of the most revealing of his character, human, human also. moments for Obi-Wan, because it's like you said earlier, he's so good. He always makes the right decision. Like why does Obi-Wan never make mistakes, you know? Yeah. And then in this moment you see him just like full of every reason to lash out in anger and just destroy everything around him yep. and like kill Maul and do whatever he wanted, fully justified. And he still decides to like He's, do the right thing. He says <laughs> he he says something to the effect of the weak uh though it's easy to go to the dark side. Yeah. The weak go to the dark side. But that's why it's that's I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's so powerful when yeah, he says I it. I can't remember the exact quote either, but might need to find it. <laughs> yeah, I might need to find it. But like it it's oh my gosh, yeah, it's so good. It's basically just saying the weak go to the dark side because they're weak. And uh, but the but to to uh to be a Jedi is it takes way more strength. I, I can't remember. He says it in a non stupid mm-hmm. way, like I just said it. Um, we'll just wait till I you started. Find it. I started googling it, and one of the first search options came up as Obi Wan Mandalore fan fiction. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I do not even want to know. So not that one. Um, <laughs> so Maul says, "Your noble flaw is a weakness shared by you." Lifts Satine into the air with a force choke, and your Duchess. You should have chosen the dark side, Master Jedi. Your emotions betray you, your fear, and yes, your anger. Let your anger deepen your hatred. And Satine says, don't listen to him, quiet. And Obi-Wan says, you can kill me, but you will never destroy me. It takes strength to resist the dark side. Only the weak embrace it. And And then Maul says, it is more powerful than you know. And then he says, and those who oppose it are more powerful than you'll ever be. Oh. I, I know where you're from. I've seen your village. I know the decision to join the dark side wasn't yours. The Night Sisters made it for you. And Maul just gets pushed. Yeah. Basically from that. Gosh, it's so good, man. So basically, <laughs> this arc has so much that I love, including what I will say is hands down, without even a close second, the best episode of the series. The, the Lawless. Lawless. It is... Um, it's basically perfect. Yeah. It, it's, it is just, it's non, it's one of those episodes of television. You know, sometimes you watch an episode of TV and you're like, they spent more time on this one. <laughs> the constant from they, lost. The constant from lost. You have like, uh, the finale of avatar you have, uh, I mean, like there's, I mean, there's so many that you could go through even comedies. There's that episode, the end of the world on parks and rec. Oh yeah. Um, they can. You can just tell uh, money on the office. Yep. You can just tell sometimes they spend more time and um, and resources on an episode because they want to get this arc right. just right. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those. Uh, really, you could say that about this whole arc, but like specifically this episode. 
Yeah. This it's, like we haven't even mentioned getting to see Sidious just destroy I know, Maul and Savage Press and like Because it was the best episode of the series before that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then once that happened, I was like, oh yeah. my gosh. Which brings to you which see like, Sidious in more power than you've ever seen him. Yes. As an as a real not okay. So at the end of Revenge of the Sith, you see him fighting Yoda, but he's like, yeah, <laughs> like he's so goofy and like, like mustache twirling yeah. villain. And it's just not. It doesn't do it for me. Like when I rank my, which we will, when I rank my lightsaber battles, the one with with him fighting is not one of them because no. I can't stand watching him do it. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. But in this, he is. The he is amazing. Like this, like kind of like um, in Rogue One, where we finally saw the Vader we've always wanted to see. Right. This is the Sidious we've always wanted to see, and he bests both of these powerful Sith lords just with ease. He never really struggles. No, he's like laughing through it, but not in the cheesy way. In in a that it is in episode. Yeah, it's like you're legitimately just terrified of him because he's a creepy, scary villain. He is. Oh, it's 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 brilliant. Yeah. So on top, obviously that we can expound more on that if you want, but like, there's that. There's the stuff with uh, with I find fascinating with Death Watch. I love oh, yeah. Pre Vizsla and Bo Katan and that whole group of things. Like that whole thing happening. Um, and then you have just the whole, you know fight for power over Mandalore there. Um, it's just, it's just so good. Man. It is. And you see, I also love Darth Maul is Darth Maul. Here's, here's what they did well with this arc. Darth Maul is clearly like, not just a, like a, he's not just a brawn, like strong monster. No, he's not just like a meathead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's more of what Savage is. You yeah. could call him that. <laughs> yeah. um, he's definitely a person. Like you can definitely you feel sorry for him, but yeah. but he's not smart. He's no. not the he's brute strength and that's it. And so he's powerful, but to an extent, Maul is cunning. He's yep. he's he's sharp. He's brilliant. When his opponent makes an unexpected move, he pivots and he uh, he's he's just so smart. Yep. with everything that he does. And then when he sees, when he feels Sidious's presence, he just cowers. Mm-hmm. Like that villain, Darth Maul, or Maul, <laughs> as soon as he sees Sidious, mm-hmm. he, he cowers in fear, basically. Yeah. And it just shows how powerful Sidious is. I think one of the things that makes Maul so interesting to me, and you really see it in this arc especially, is so many of the Sith like that you see in um, in this in the show in the movies and stuff, Dooku, Grievous, Ventress, they all are Grievous. Cl- not a Sith though. Well, but I mean, like he's he was he's not a user of the Force, right? He is trained in your Jedi arts, yeah, by just like the, the lightsaber fight, right? But but he's used for essentially the same purpose that Ventress is, right. which is to be an assassin. Sorry, I just had to. Him. Take my one chance to correct you. No, you're fine. <laughs> but like you see these different characters that are like doing the same things. They all are constantly running away from situations. Yeah. And I think that Maul does it sometimes, but Maul more than any of them is like 
he he is like he fights to the end mm-hmm. and whenever he fails he learns from it and and always is stronger the next time you see him yeah and it's like every time he fails and even this arc it ends with him failing and then apparently season seven he is somehow still in control there but i think now under probably the power of sidious right he's like you know a pawn for sidious once again um but like he is constantly getting his butt handed to him but he keeps getting back up and learning something from it and doing something different it's like it's just i love him so much maul is one of my favorite characters in star wars ever yep so me too yeah he's amazing I, I do love Savage Press as well. I didn't mean to diminish how awesome he is. But no, he he's just, cool, and especially for what he does for Maul. That's yeah, kind of the thing. Is they like, are an awesome terror yeah. <laughs> together. Um, but then, yeah, I, I we can't dismiss how awesome Death Watch is too. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting how good of a battle it was between Maul and Pre Vizsla. Oh, that yeah. was really impressive. Yeah, Pre Vizsla was like. Until his equipment started dying, started getting like destroyed. Yeah, he he was very 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 good with that dark saber. Yeah, and what's so cool about that is like it shows you like the it kind of shows the history of the Mandalorians. Like they they fought in wars against the Jedi. Like mm-hmm. they like a lot of their weapons and stuff are designed to fight Jedi. I told you there's so many birds outside. <laughs> Um, there's just so many, but uh, like you see you see uh him use some of these tools that were meant to be used against Jedi and stuff. And like his abilities. Yeah. Like he, he was trained to fight Jedi. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. I love it. Um, any other thoughts on that arc? I don't think so. I think we've exhausted it. Like, I mean, I could probably keep talking about it, but it would be just gushing about Obi-Wan. So, (laughs) Oh, but we have to talk about that. That's one more thing. When Satine is killed, it is, just literally oh heartbreaking yeah it's so heartbreaking you see, you see obi-wan like truly defeated yeah like he he just like gets picked up and put into like a cell or whatever Ugh. like he doesn't even fight it he's just like i just have to grieve yeah it's so sad <laughs> oy by the way i have to say this is just my opinion i do not think that she's a good leader <laughs> That's pretty fair. She drives me insane with yeah. some of the things that she does. Yeah. Um, sometimes she's, uh, you know, it's commendable sometimes, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's like, get off your high horse. Your people need you to come to the middle a little bit here. Yeah. <laughs> they, they need to be defended. Right. And you are not doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just drives me crazy. Pacifism is good to a point. Yeah. But then you have to defend yourself. Yeah. That's my opinion anyway. America. Um, <laughs> so... That is uh, that is our ranking yep. of our top five favorite Clone Wars uh, arcs. Mm-hmm. That was fun, dude. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Michael, where can our listeners post their Clone Wars rankings? You can you can post your Clone Wars rankings on our Facebook uh, in our Facebook discussion group. It is a certain point of view discussion group. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead. So I posted this question a couple of days ago. What are your favorite Clone Wars arcs and why? And uh, we'll read Brooks Parker first. Hello, Brooks, friend of the podcast. Yes. Um, so he says, definitely the arc surrounding the Duchess Hondo. Oh, yeah. Brooks is a big Hondo fan. I love Hondo as well. I do, and too. And I think that – and you get to see him more in um, Rebels, by oh, the thank way. God. Just going to let you know that. And he's great That makes it. me happy. Do we see Cad Bane in Rebels? 
Uh, I'm not saying anything, but no. Ah, okay, thanks for that. <laughs> uh, he says, so Hondo, uh, clone trooper training, so the Domino squad in 99. Yeah. Um, he says, what I can remember off the top of my noggin. It's been a while, but rewatching through now. And apparently yeah. he's in season two. So, mm. um, so yeah. You want to read the next one? Yeah. Um, and then Drew Miller had just told us that he's... Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, he's ashamed to say he hasn't seen past season one, but he's working on it. But he did say that so far he's loved everything. Ahsoka's a great character. And uh, he said, I love how she drives Anakin nuts the same way he does Obi-Wan. <laughs> uh, the clones get such great depth, which is so enjoyable. Which... Yeah. Amen, brother. Amen. Yeah. And that's it. Like, that's all we have to read on on, uh, yeah. on the podcast. So, guys, seriously, we want more. We want more. We want to, We can spend as much time as we can reading y'all's stuff. So, yeah. um, Ben, do you want to tell us where they can find everything else on the social medias? Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram at Point of View Pod. And then you can email us as well at um, povpodcast2 at gmail.com. Yeah. And seriously, I can't overstate enough. Give us feedback. Please do. Give us feedback. Give us stuff to read on here. Um, And if you would also uh, rate and review and subscribe to the podcast, that would be greatly appreciated too. Uh, Ben, you good? I'm good. All right. Well, that is all for this week, and may the force be with you. Always. Always.